0: We are back today for the first time in a week, guys. I am so sorry for the break I took as I was on vacation. I went to a beach for a week around my home, and I had a great time. But now that I'm back, it is time to get down to business. Yes, we are going to talk about NBA basketball. And, oh fuck, there was a lot to talk about. Of course, the week I decide to leave, the biggest trade in the offseason happens. Just my luck. Anyways, I'll be talking about these topics tonight on the show. We got the Kawhi Leonard trade between the Raptors and the Spurs. We have the Carmelo Anthony trade. And what does that mean for all NBA teams involved? My NBA power rankings and where I reveal my 27th team. Yes, my 27th team. Stay till the end to find out who it is. If it's your team, I'm very sorry. Because if you are under 25, that is very bad. So let's get down to business. 5.25 a.m. Eastern Time. The Spurs decide to make a blockbuster trade and send Kawhi Leonard, the two-time Defensive Player of the Year and Finals MVP, to the Raptors with Danny Green in exchange for DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Poeltl, and a 2022 first round pick. This trade was a mind blower to me. Who would have thought that the Raptors would flip on the greatest player in their team's history just like that? For a one-year rental of Kawhi, I can see what they were thinking by wanting to change up the team as they were just going nowhere against the same core with the Sixers and Celtics. But I do not think trading three years of DeRozan was smart for trading one year of Kawhi. Because let's face it, Kawhi did not pass up a super max contract from the Spurs to stay in Toronto. If the reports are true that he wants to expand his brand and make more endorsements, Toronto is not the place he would want to be. He is most certainly going to be going to a big market team next year, which whether it's LA, either the Lakers or Clippers, or New York with the Knicks. Those are the only jerseys I can see Kawhi putting on next season. And none of those are a Raptors jersey. Can we talk about the Spurs side now? I mean, like... Wow, Pop, you have done it again, sticking to his old ways and not trading to a Western Conference rival, <clears throat> Lakers, and I think that this was just the best trade they could have possibly gotten. I mean, you're getting a twenty top 20 player in DeRozan who can lead your team's offense and can be a go-to scorer late in games, and you're also getting a young rising prospect in Jakob Pertl that was just a lottery pick a few years back and has massive potential with that size and athleticism. I also think that the Raptors will be a, the Raptors pick will be a high one in 2022 as Raptors have no real good young talent to build around, but it is too early to tell. I think the Spurs did the best thing they could do with this trade, and I'm giving them an A fucking plus. The Raptors' grade on this one can vary. I mean, will they retain the talents of Kawhi next season? In the summer is the question. If they do, of course. They're going to win this trade A+++, because the winner of the trade always goes to whoever gets the best player in the NBA. It's not the same as the NFL, where you can trade a a top, top 20 player and get back maybe solid starters, and you can still win the trade. Same with the MLB. They can trade a star and get five prospects, and whoever gets the prospects could probably win the trade. So, but they're going to need a miracle to happen. And if it doesn't, they get an F. And for all the people saying, oh, they can rebuild, it's all good. Okay, you could have gotten DeRozan and sent him to LA and gotten Ingram and Lonzo to start that rebuild. But instead, you took a chance on Kawhi. And that's how I think it's going to turn out. I can't see this guy passing on $7 million, ruining how he is seen around the league to go to Toronto. Basketball Siberia. No player wants to play in Toronto other than DeMar DeRozan. And that player I just named was actually on your team a few days ago. And you blew it. You simply blew it. I have no words for the Raptors on this one. If they can't keep Kawhi, I'm sorry. Raptors fans the future does not look bright at all. And I, and how does this shake up the East? Not one fucking bit. Do you really think that Kawhi can bring this team past the Celtics with a healthy Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving? No. I think that a Sixers Raptors series would be interesting, but I'm still taking the Sixers in that one. Also, The Spurs weren't and still weren't going to the finals with the Warriors team out there. They just owe it to Pop now to play with, well, these last few years here. So that is really good for the team. Pop wants to go out with a bang. Let's get DeRozan. Let's get Aldridge. Let's get, you know, Ginobili. And let's just make a last run here. Maybe get to the conference finals, maybe? They're they're a dark horse here. You know, you know... I mean, if they see the Lakers in the semifinals, (laughs) I don't think they're going to buy them because, you know, DeMar DeRozan and LeBron James, that's going to be a tough one there. (laughs) I mean, the Lakers play them three times next year. You already know the Lakers are starting out with three free wins. (laughs) I mean, DeMar DeRozan does not show up when he plays LeBron. I don't know why. I really don't know why. It's just another NBA player. But... Sometimes just happens to him, so... 603-560-4979. Call me if you want to discuss the topic. I'm open to calls. Let's get into this next topic, boys. The Thunder actually fucking pulled it off. They really fucking did it. The three-team trade consists of Carmelo, Justin Anderson, and a protected 22... 2022 first-round pick going to Atlanta, the Thunder landing Dennis Schroeder and Timofei Luau-Cabarro, and the Sixers getting Mike Muscala. Wow. (laughs) I mean, am I the only one amazed by the Thunder GM here? I mean, how did he convince a team to take Carmelo's $27.9 million contract this season and still land a quality guard in Schroeder? I mean, this guy is not far from averaging 17 points a game for a playoff team in Atlanta. He led that team's offense. I mean, this is like another Reggie Jackson for them. I mean, so this is just an amazing trade for the Thunder. You get a guy who can come off the bench and let Westbrook sit for a while, actually, while he can run your offense. You really haven't had a guy there since, you know, Reggie Jackson. I just mentioned it. So this was a great pick for the Thunder. I mean, the Hawks weren't going anywhere. So, I mean, maybe taking a big contract for a player and a pick isn't such a bad deal for them at all? I mean, they weren't really going to sign a max player with that $28 million, so I can't blame the Hawks for doing it. They wanted to get rid of Schroeder this summer. They did it. I just thought they were going to get more for a Schroeder. Maybe I'm overvaluing Schroeder. How is he taking around the league? I mean... I haven't really studied Dennis Schroeder at all, but the games where I've seen the Celtics and Hawks battle, I mean he's looked like a pretty good point guard. I didn't really evaluate his defense as much as his offense, but offensively, the guy's got a lot. He's an, he's athletic, can shoot the ball, he averages a good amount of assists per game. I don't know. You guys tell me. You guys tell me if there's something wrong with Dennis Schroeder. I don't know, but So let's let's go into the Hawks. I mean 27.9. You're not gonna waste that there. And then uh and then the Sixers don't change at all from this trade. I mean Muscala won't play much. It's just another Iliasova type player that they lost in free agency to the Bucks this year. But the Thunder. They come out big winners from this trade. Hats off to them. Let's just talk about the other team in this situation here. Yes, the other team, the Houston Rockets. Yes, obviously, I know you haven't been living under a rock. You know that the Carmelo sweepstakes is in favor of the Rockets. And here's the thing you might think that I like Rockets getting mellow, but I actually hate it. Yes. Yes, I'm on Colin Coherd's uh, side there. I'm usually not, but I am. uh, He's a cancer in the locker room when not getting his shots like he was in OKC. And now he just goes to a team with James Harden, who will most definitely still take some shots. I mean, he didn't take a step back for CP3. So I don't think that the Rockets will get better from this. And I think that they're going to go to the second round at best, maybe lose to a team... Because they do not have the same depth as last year. Losing those two forwards in Luka Mbamute and Trevor Ariza. And I just can't see the Rockets making back-to-back conference finals appearances this year. That's, That's just my take on it. Let's get into my last topic of the night. My 27th team this year is led by a snitch. Yes, I am talking about the Brooklyn Nets. So, here's the Brooklyn Nets starting lineup. I'm going to read it out to you guys. So, we got D'Angelo Russell starting at the point, Alan Crabb at the two, Damari Carroll at the three, Rondae Hollis-Jefferson at the four, and Jaron Allen at the five. You know, you could slide in for Reed to that four instead of Hollis-Jefferson, but we're going to leave it there. That's what ESPN says it is. And... I um I just don't think the starting lineup is the issue here. I mean, the, the lineup I just read isn't that bad. I mean, again, it's just the depth of this team as the lack of a, bez- a bench source that can come in and just score when Russell's out the game. Like, I like Delo a lot this year. I think he takes LeBron's all-star spot this season, as there's going to be a void there because uh, LeBron is going out west, so... There's a spot open, and I think he takes it, obviously not a starter, but he will slide in there. I think he puts up Ola Depot numbers, like last year, most likely. They have also been active this offseason, trading for guys like Dudley and Farid, but as Dudley is far past his prime and Farid as in an NBA where you need to be a skilled big to be great, he is almost useless at times as he clogs the paint and cannot help space the floor. I think the Nets are making steps in the right direction, but this season will not be great for them at all. I cannot see the Brooklyn Nets cracking even the East this year. The East is a very easy conference. The the East, if you are a bad team, this is where you want to be. But I'm talking about power rankings here. I am not saying that they're going to have a worse record than some of the West Conference teams I'm going to be naming after them, but I'm just saying that they're going to be a worse caliber team. They could be in an East where they could get maybe even 30 wins, but maybe a Suns team that's ranked higher than them is going to get less wins just because they're in a stacked conference where they have to play better teams more often. That's my whole take on my power rankings. Sometimes you guys think I'm talking about standings. No, I am talking about power rankings. Who is a better team on a head-to-head matchup? Brooklyn Nets are my 27th team. I just can't see... Name another scorer on their team that can get you a basket when you need it. They have D'Angelo Russell. Okay. You're going to look for Rondé Hollis Jefferson... In the clutch. You gonna look for Allen Crabb to give you a Hezo crossover, maybe pull up on a mid range? No. You're gonna look for Jarrett Allen to pull up from three? No. D'Angelo Russell has no help. He has no help. I am high on D'Angelo Russell. He's a great scorer. He is overlooked in this league. Young, young rising star in this league overlooked he's going to be an all-star this year he's going to put up all the depot numbers and people are going to have to wake up i think if the nets add another player maybe if they go on a run towards the trade deadline they become buyers at the trade deadline they have a lot of picks now that they are done with that whole celtics era giving the Celtics every one of their picks they're done they can they can hold their picks now so maybe at the trade deadline they become buyers maybe even sellers to D'Angelo Russell that would be something that might be even the smartest move for them 6035604979 if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan out there if any fan out there I mean just call me Tell me your opinion. If you think that I ranked your team too high, too low, usually I don't get calls uh, from people telling me that I ranked their team too high, but uh, I usually don't get any calls at all, (laughs) but call me. I mean, let's talk about it. I'm here for your opinion as well. So 603-560-4979, Brooklyn Nets, you are my number 27 team in my power rankings, and that is going to do it for today, that is all I have for you guys on the show today, thank you for listening, I know I have been gone for a week, but I am back, we are starting the podcast streak up again, and we are not stopping, can you guys get on the hype train please? follow my instagram basket bros podcast i got to get some clout out here i mean i'm swimming out here and i'm just drowning please i mean let's let's get some let's get some follows let's get some likes so you can just be notified when i'm when i'm putting a podcast out there cuz i really don't think that there's a way you can put notifications on apple music if there is let me know in my comment section. And if you got this far, you're a true listener. You can, you can be the ones to say, hey, I was there when he started. Okay? Thank you guys for listening. We'll be here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about Tobias Harris and his contract, how he declined it. We'll be talking about a couple other things. I'll be releasing my number 26 team. That's going to do it for tonight. Basket Bros out.